You are about to enter a great adventure. This is starting from Gorilla. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. I am Mikey Cash. My boy Vito is not with us today, but we do have a very special guest with us uh, for our WrestleMania preview episode. But before we get to that, let me just run through the socials where you guys can find us. On Facebook, we're at SFG Podcast. Twitter and TikTok, at from underscore gorilla. On Instagram, at SF Gorilla Pod. And our website is struttingfromgorilla.com. All right, that's out of the way. So like I was mentioning before, sadly, my fellow host, Big Vito, could not be with us today, scheduling nightmare. However, fear not, we have with us today someone who we're very honored to have on the podcast with us. Uh, For our listeners here in Boston, you've probably heard his voice doing the public address announcing for at Gillette Stadium for the New England Revolution and the Patriots. Uh, You'll also have heard his voice on 98.5 The Sports Hub. And most importantly, today, you're going to hear his voice talking about professional wrestling. We're going to be talking about our our WrestleMania love and uh, what we're looking forward to at the show of shows this year. So uh, I'd like to welcome Mike Sarge Riley to the show. Mike, so glad to have you on here, man. Thanks for being here. Cash, thank you for having me, my man. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to hear the accolades, working hard for all those things in life. But there's nothing more that I enjoy than to talk wrestling. And if we can talk that with you today, let's uh, hit this out of the park, baby. I can't wait. Dude, let's let's just dive right in. All right. So yeah. I, I just finished watching Raw this morning before we're, before we're here recording. I got to mm-hmm. say, last night's show was electric. It was good. Absolutely it was electric. A, it was a good one. Um, St. Louis, great. Great wrestling town, um, and we know the history there. The Orton family, of course, the mid uh, sorry Midwest, if you will. But um, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, I mean, it's heating up. And I'll say this though, Mike, I thought going into last night, this past week's Raw. Um, I don't want to have too much of a time constraint for you guys, and, and, and you know what I mean. Uh, if you're going to have uh, this replayed throughout the week or whatever, so this past week's raw, you know what I mean, on yep. May uh, March 20th, there wasn't too much a buildup for Cody and Roman. Like I thought it was a little under the radar, not too, um, you know, over dramatic. But the promo to close out the show, it got me more excited. It got the juices flowing, if you know what I mean, and. For Cody to say not to mention my dad anymore, and for Roman to make the comment about the AEW, you went walking away and so <laughs> forth, right? Um, oh my god! You know, I, I I do have to ask the question though: Is WWE bringing up AEW too much? Like similar to how AEW did that with WWE, obviously the debut of it when Cody slams the sledgehammer on Triple H's throne four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> not like that but you know yeah but you it's know, just like i don't know do you have to go that low that's what i'm trying to think well you know it's it's interesting because i feel like it's just become like a fad for them now like i it like over the last few years both of them have been doing this i mean i think even what was it even before AEW was actually on the air i'm pretty sure one time Sami Zayn was on raw and he mentioned something he was like oh maybe i could talk about AEW," and the crowd just kind of went wild about that so right. I feel like it's, I don't know if it's like a cheap pop or something like they're looking for something there whenever they mention one another. And I, I feel like it, it, they don't need to anymore. You know, this isn't the attitude era. They're not actually trying to put the other one out of business. It, you know, the maliciousness is gone now. Right, so right. It, this is all, it's all fans that, that are sort of have that kind of tribalism. But I do agree. I think the focus should be on WrestleMania. I get that Cody Rhodes had the history with AEW, but I don't yeah. think it's something that needs to be brought up as much as it's getting brought up. I, I, yeah. I get, I could kind of see where maybe last night felt like an exception because I think people wanted those promos between Roman and Cody to go a step further to get 100%. a little bit more intense because it was very cordial, their first interaction on SmackDown a few weeks ago. So I think you needed to ratchet it up a little bit. And, and they definitely did that. And I feel like, that's just their, in their minds, well, how else can you ratchet it up? Let's mention his former company and the fact that he couldn't get over over there. 
Good point. Very good point. And it's just like, just, you know, food for thought to think about, like, all right, are we really doing this too much now? So, but it wasn't Cody that said it. It wasn't him. It was Roman Reigns. So it makes you think from the be- the production standpoint, um, we can't have Cody say this because then it would really look like he wanted to stick it to AEW. Let's just give it a Roman to say that. So it's not too bad in that sense there. Um, but, you know, Mike, it's very interesting here. It's fascinating with the bloodline the whole storyline after the promo and so much, I guess you could say not dissent among the ranks, if you will, but friction, clear friction Mm -hmm. in the bloodline with solo Sokoa, um, Jimmy and Jay, obviously that that's the, the heart of it. You know, the Usos and, and Roman Reigns and then, uh, Paul Hammond, of course, he'll go with whoever, but Sami Zayn to branch off and get, you know, uh, backstabbed by the Usos, and Kevin Owens, there's just so much storyline here and so much investment here with the bloodline going into WrestleMania. Um, I, I got some thoughts on this. I, I got to, a, a lot of thoughts as to what may go down and maybe a WWE swerve for everyone here. Um, really? Which, well, you got to think here. I mean, it's not, we know it's not Vince calling creative anymore. We're being told right, that. Right, right. But, He's there, and WrestleMania is his baby, right? And he works so hard to put Roman Reigns over, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's been the champion. You, let's let's make this clear now. Universal champion for over 900 days. He's been that the undisputed true. champion. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I think they have a little safety net here for Cody Rhodes to somehow uh, win this match. and. You could still. This is where this is what I fear, Mike. Okay, my take mm-hmm. on this, and, I, and I'll give you my my take is that I would not be shocked if Roman Reigns wins this match. I really would not. I think the world is saying Cody Rhodes is going to win. That's I, I, it. Just I have to go into that mindset here, where I just look at Clash at the Castle, the best yep. opportunity for Roman to lose, where he could have, he should have lost, and all of a sudden, Solo Sokoa comes out, and then you go to Montreal. Sami Zayn's hometown, mm-hmm. hot crowd right there, and he wins. Um, it's just, I, 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 that's why I'm not ruling this out here, especially with it being so close to WrestleMania where they have not made a stipulation, they being WWE, not made a stipulation that this is going to be for one title, but they're still holding on to the undisputed, and the overall picture is to protect Roman Reigns to get to 1,000 days. And that's what I fear. Uh, you, you know, it's funny that you actually mentioned that because I, I've, I've just been listening around to other um, other folks talking about this match. And that is something that continues to come up. Of, will they just let him win so that they can yeah. get him to a thousand days? Because that's unprecedented in modern day professional wrestling. I mean, oh, yeah. what? what I built I, what CM Punk was the closest that there was, and he's eclipsed that. I, I, I yep. mean, more than doubled it. So I, I think there is a very real possibility here that Cody could lose. And yes. and then I guess the question goes, how much longer does he remain champion then? If Roman wins, in my head, I'm like, like well, just leave him champion for another two years then. Then just, then just make it an absolute Bruno type of run. Or just have him uh, dominate the sport for a couple more years until somebody else comes along or, or maybe Cody fights him again next year. I mean, that's happened before. I mean, it wasn't for a title, but we, we've seen that with Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. He was like, Hey, I'm going to come back. I'm going to challenge you again this year at right. WrestleMania, him and Triple H. So it's right. not unprecedented. It's not unprecedented. The, the other thing I I'm really reading into this here and back to my, uh, my point of, you know, the titles not being split. And tri- Triple H is, I think, his overall goal is to get two titles, meaning mm-hmm. one on SmackDown and one on Raw, right? And the undisputed thing, I, from from what I'm being told and from what I'm I've heard, is that Triple H didn't like that undisputed thing. They're they're trying to build that up yep. there. But again, here we are. We're, we're 10, 11 days out from WrestleMania, and there's no stipulation on for one. Matt, one one belt, one title. Uh, same thing goes for the Usos with the undisputed tag team titles. And and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have the challenge out there 
to go for the undisputed uh, tag team championship. And I just look at it where you have a potential from a business standpoint now where a new contract, television contract, is coming up on the horizon mm-hmm. with Fox. That's why Vince is back. I, I think that Fo- they want the appeal to have the, the championships, the undisputed one there for Fox and so forth. I think that's why they did that. But from the creative standpoint, it's really, um, you know, you have two brands. You really should try to have one champion per brand. But if that's not going to be the case, which really has been a mixed bag, then it goes yeah. against my whole argument there. So <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why I'm, you know what I mean? I'm just going against the, the whole thing of Roman Reigns. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he wins the match. That's my point. You know, in WWE, no. they, they, they did everything they could to put this guy over for years, and it didn't work. And, they, and then finally he goes heel. The best thing that happened to Roman Reigns, Mike, was the uh, global pandemic. The global I, pandemic. I couldn't agree more. Right? <laughs> you know, I couldn't it, agree more. He, he got time away. He yep. he came back and and has just it's just been off to the races ever since. And he's not the same guy that he was before. It's, no, it's remarkable. And and even even when they had the um, uh, the Thunderdome, right? The the, mm-hmm. the no crowd. It, like I know you're injecting sound and everything, and fans and the video board and all that. But his promos were great, and that's how you're just so invested because you have to listen. You you had that opportunity to listen there. When they were live in person before all that, yeah, you listen to a little bit, but really got the full attention. It's like, okay, whoa, whoa, this is like a real big deal here, Roman Reigns. Um, so it, that's the other thing too in pro wrestling. If you know Roman, he's been a champion nine hundred days now. Universal title, let's call a spade a spade here. Um, mm-hmm. What's the point of being a champion for so long and then not laying that not? not going to say lay down, but not being willing to put someone over or, you know, have someone go to that next step. That's what pro wrestling is about in the grand scheme of things. I mean, John Cena did it for years. He put talent over. Um, You look at the Undertaker's streak, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe Taker says now that, yeah, it probably didn't have to be Brock Lesnar, but the streak should have been broken. So at some point, right. someone's got to beat Roman Reigns. And I think this might be the best case scenario, but as a safety net, Mike, you can't get your hopes up on this for Cody Rhodes. Like, it's just how it is. It's how WWE is. Look at the track record. Right, right, right. Like, it's, I, I, I feel the same way. I honestly, you know, I was, I found myself worried, kind of related to this topic of, were the fans going to turn on Cody because they love Sammy so much? And I and I and I will right. give I will give Triple H and company some credit for how they've handled that transition of Sammy into Cody. They handled it probably as masterfully as they they could have handled that because we've seen this happen before. We've seen the Daniel Bryan situation where they had their mindset on who they wanted in the main event of WrestleMania, and the fans just absolutely rebelled against it because somebody came up organically. And they connected with him. And and that's what happened with Sammy here. Um, and so I thought it was really great how they've handled that transition. And now, I, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm very invested in this Cody and Roman match. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of, of significance behind it. I think it's re- like for the Rhodes name to have a second oh, yeah. generation Rhodes in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just I, I can't imagine what that means for that family to have oh, him yeah. in that spot right now. And, and I think for Roman too, again, it's, this is a big deal for him. They've continued to have these, like you said, these big matches that they built up to where you thought Drew McIntyre was going to be the guy to dethrone him. And then they swerved you on that. So now they're doing the same thing with Cody and, and it makes perfect sense for us to sit here questioning, well, what if he loses now? Like, right. What does he do the next day? What happens the next right. night on raw? How, how do we, how do we handle that? How does he explain himself if that's what happens? And if exactly. it's Roman, then what kind of run does this guy go on until they reach a point where they're ready to say we're gonna we're gonna have you drop the titles? So well, that, that, I, I, I'm not sure. Well, well, that's the thing too. So to your point, if it is um, okay, let, let me let me start with the Cody thing. If Cody is to win, um, I think that's the perfect situation where WWE looks at it as the first Raw after WrestleMania. That essentially is their New Year's Day in the calendar, right? That's when they restart everything, and Triple H will then have his opportunity to really... I mean, he's already made quite a mark, no doubt. Look at Mm -hmm. what he's done in the nine months since he became creative control, maybe even seven, eight months, whatever it is. Um, But 
then he can make the the situation right there of Cody to have that um, who will go after him next. And I think that the easy answer is if Cody is to win, somehow you get one of the Usos maybe go after him, Solo Sokoa, <laughs> even Sami Zayn could say, I want my title shot again. You know, maybe you could have that. Right. Um, but the other thing is if Roman wins, it just sets up another rematch with Cody. And I think yeah. WWE could look at that on paper where, hmm, this might be the opportunity here. But we've seen that so many times, Mike. And I and I go to the old school, like, especially 92, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. I know they didn't do it at WrestleMania. It still kills me to this day. And Vince yeah. looks at it. You know, he looked at it like um, with the house shows that they weren't drawing. They didn't have, uh, you know, too much Hogan and Flair. It didn't work and it, it wouldn't work on a mania stage. I, I just disagree with that. Um, so I think that you have to maybe cash in while you can. And this is probably mm-hmm. the best opportunity for Cody to win. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I want, I think it's, it makes a lot of sense for Cody to win. I think you have a lot of story set up now because it feels like Roman sort of run through the roster at this point, because who yeah. else? I mean, what, what they were considering rock. I know that that was sort of something that was kind of in the cards and then that fell through. And so. You know, it was sort of perfect timing that Cody was coming back from injury around this time, and they were able to sort of like get him positioned into this uh, into this match. But, Sounds like there's yeah. some friction between The Rock and Roman Reigns too, by the way. Really, I didn't hear yeah, about little, that. What's going little, on with little, them? Little behind the scenes stuff, I think, with the movie stuff they had together there. Uh, Roman or The Rock? Um, sorry, Roman didn't like how he thought he should have had more airtime than The Rock. Uh, I don't think The Rock wanted to put Roman over, so it was a little. It's some egotistical, you know, it's, yeah, it just didn't work out. And then obviously the rock with his insurance for the, um, mm-hmm. the movie making thing was very, um, high risk, low reward sort of deal. So yeah, yeah th- I think that's, that was the overall, uh, foundation of why he's probably not, he's not on the card. Yeah. Do you find, were you disappointed at all that that match didn't come to fruition? I know that's been something that's been talked about for years now. But I was, yeah. I was curious if you felt that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes and no, because mm-hmm. like, would it be a cool moment? No doubt. Absolutely. Sure. And, sure. and, and yes, for WWE, from a business standpoint, oh, they'd be raking in the cash. Not that they aren't mm-hmm. already, but the rock, he's the biggest, um, you know, movie star in the world right now to have that attention. But where does he go from there? So that's why I look at it from that standpoint. Is the Rock going to be your champion in, at SummerSlam? No, it's not going to happen. So that's why I'm not super disappointed. 25 years ago, different story, but not right now. Different, different yeah. time in his in his life. So hmm. it'd be yeah. cool on paper. But um, here's the other thing too, um, Mike. I don't think you needed to have uh, mm-hmm. Rock um, fight for a championship. I don't think he needed to have a title you could just have the match with roman i'm so glad you said that because uh, you know i i have, am a self-admitted rock lover i, I mean yeah. i love this guy from the very beginning like he was my yeah. favorite wrestler growing up and i've had the opportunity to watch him wrestle a few times uh and yeah. i was at wrestlemania 29 when he fought cena in that oh that Nice. And where he like what did he like? He had like the he like tore had, like a hernia a hernia or something. Like he can like he destroyed his body during that match. Yep. But yep. and and that's what I keep thinking of is you know with each passing year his body is is show it will probably get less and less able to hold up to just like the rigors of being in the ring as much yep. a, a, and a, as great as in shape as he is. I mean we could watch his Instagram videos all day of him like lifting chains and stuff, but. When it comes yep. to in-ring conditioning, I just don't think it's there for him at this time. And and I know that feels like sacrilege because I love The Rock, but I don't right. think he needs to do this. Anymore. No, you know, he leave doesn't. it for what it is. It's fine. Maybe come out, do a promo. Do you know? I, I I have a thought in mind of maybe where he could even fit in for this year's WrestleMania. You know, LA okay. Knight has been on a mission to have something, some sort of involvement in WrestleMania. Yeah, every, every week he's coming out on SmackDown and he's pulling these promos. And a lot of people have made some comparisons to his sort of promo style and to Rock's. And so I wonder if maybe 
you know, Brock does a little thing, comes out, rock bottom, people's elbow. That I'm fine with. You know, have it, you know, have it be a little moment there. But yeah. I, I don't think he needs to have a proper match anymore. I feel like that, you know, leave it there. And then I can yeah. selfishly say I was there for his last match and I don't have to watch anything else. No, I think that's smart. <laughs> I like that, Mike. I like that. That's good. And yeah, did, did, and you're right. You, you have the last one there and, and he uh, definitely did not have to have a championship for uh, a match for a championship. But yes, would it be cool? Absolutely. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like rem- sometimes you just got to walk off into the sunset uh, as it is. And, and that's why the undertaker, he would not be lured back for one more. He couldn't do it. Uh, even said it, that that was it, you know, that boneyard match, even though it was the, the pandemic there with, um, it was AJ styles. I actually thought that match was cool video, but, mm-hmm. um, he's not going to go back for one more. That's it. So, you know, things along those lines right there. Right. Um, just leaving it. Yeah. Take a walk. So the, the rock and Roman, they, uh, from what I heard, there was a little, uh, little dissent, disagreement, if you will, between mm-hmm. the two right there. So, um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we ever hear anything more about that. Um, yeah. So but you think Cody's going to win? Oh, I'm sorry. I do. I absolutely, I, I think Cody's going to win, but I have an open mind to the idea that I would not be surprised if they pulled the trigger and just had Roman continue on, get to a thousand days and then have something happen have some sort of surprise win, like, on day 1,000. Like, I could almost see them doing that. It feels very on-brand for WWE booking to do something like that. Well, that's it. And if they don't, if Roman is to win, I I just think there's no doubt in my mind that you will see the um, championship split by Mm -hmm. SummerSlam. By SummerSlam, no doubt, you know? So... If he is to win, they'll they'll find a way to get that storyline going right there. But right now, I just don't. I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. To, that's why I'm I'm very cautious to get on the Cody train here. And the story has been great. He, he had the torn pec, came back from that. He was on fire, right. like came off like a rocket last year. And and then you know the, his dad uh, to fulfill his legacy. Um, it makes sense. It makes the most sense yeah. to put it on Cody, but. That's why I'm I'm ear on the side of caution for this one. No, no, I hear you. I I I just think there's so many options for Cody if he becomes champion. I, I you know, oh, I'm yeah. thinking of the guys that challenge Roman. Even I mean, you got I I would put Sheamus up there because he's had like a renaissance of his sure. career the last year or so. Those matches with Gunter have been unbelievable. Uh, you got awesome. McIntyre who's just like rolling out uh, at the top of the card. Also KO. I mean, geez, KO. Kevin Owens. I think him and Cody could have some real chemistry together. I'm just yep. like, it's just something I've wanted to see happen since he came back. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, Seth Rollins. I mean, there's there's a lot of folks that I think Cody could also elevate. I think we underestimate Cody's ability to elevate folks. I mean, we watched it happen in AEW, too. You know, the fan reaction was what it was, but I think Cody tried really hard. So yep. I think and- I think that there's, there's a lot of options for him. Uh, I got to ask you. Have there ever been a WrestleMania where you felt like you're? Om- I I feel this way as much as I love Cody and Roman. That the build to this tag team match with Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos has felt almost like it overshadows it in a way because of just how just the the emotional uh, I, I think the emotional importance of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and and that whole bloodline involvement. I mean, what do you think about that? Because I feel like that's been that's been something that's just been a, like a real shocker to me of how invested I am. Yeah, um, it's it's a good, you know, Sami Zayn gets turned on, and uh, then he has he goes back to his old buddy there, Kevin Owens, who mm-hmm. you know we know there's some. Um, I, I I don't know if you can trust anybody if you will right uh Mm -hmm. in this situation here because they both turned on each other and everything so that's uh, again that's why i wouldn't be surprised if (laughs) you see the usos win the titles and the thing here is that mike wrestlemania split up to two nights now so Mm -hmm. that match could be on night one and that could be a potential foreshadow of what's going to happen with cody and roman Um, because, you know, that is your bloodline right there. But I I think it's a good situation here, especially after the Usos turned on Zayn, kick him out of the bloodline. But I don't know. I I could totally, again, I'm going to go back to the 
the the storyline telling here that Zane could turn on Kevin Owens and rejoin mm-hmm. the Usos, and that's where I'm not ruling anything out. Um, but it's it's been a you know interesting to see how Sami Zayn has progressed and became that fan favorite right there. But I don't know. I almost feel like he's kind of fell down back to earth, if you will, after Montreal, because that hype to mm-hmm. the Elimination Chamber being in the title match. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Singles match for Roman just didn't win there, but he's not. I, I still don't think he's 100% at the height where he was uh, before. And and I almost thought that Zayn would have been like a throw-in from what we saw at WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan. You know, Brian, Daniel right. Bryan and, you know, Randy Orton and um, who was the... Uh, oh, Batista. Triple H. Yeah, Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, or was Triple H a champion? What the hell was it? No, it was uh, it yeah, was Randy Batista. Orton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He fought. Orton. He had to fight Triple H earlier in the night. That's what it was. Into the match. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> things along those lines there. I thought it would have been a, a three-way. But I, I, I think that, uh, again, I, I'm going from the mindset, if Roman is to remain the champion, then, oh, uh, man. I, then, you know what? I, I'll say Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will win the titles. I will say okay. that. And, right. and that way you can still get the potential Uso versus Roman if Roman is to retain the title. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And that's been the story the whole time. When you think about it, the, that's been the story the whole time here. From the very the beginning with Jay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, but they're not going to put that in WrestleMania. It's not going to be Roman versus Jay at WrestleMania. No. No. You know? But so you see, they can that. do that story even if Roman doesn't have the titles, in my view. Like you, you could, that could still could. be an emotionally invested storyline that doesn't need the titles. It's just this family feud. And I think people exactly. would still buy into it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just the investment right there. Yeah. The whole history of the family, you, you totally could. But I think it adds a little more. And that's the thing, mm-hmm. too, Mike. If... If you are to have that family feud, yeah, without the title, it probably would mean uh, Jey Uso goes over, you know? Yeah. Because I don't think Roman yeah. Reigns is going to drop the title to Jey Uso. I don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> no. As much as I love Jey, I think he's done great in this whole storyline, but I, I, I don't think we're giving him the championship. Yeah. Can't see it happening. So, so all right. So, we've been, we've been discussing the bloodline and basically the, the, the main event and the tag team match. What of these 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 two massive nights for WrestleMania this year are what matches do you find yourself like drawn to outside of the bloodline and Roman and Cody and the tag? Oh man. Um, I would, I'd have to say, uh, probably Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, uh, because yeah, that, that match three years ago, I I thought it was a really good match and I was very heavy on Rhea Ripley's train at that time. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was an epic failure by WWE not having Rhea Ripley retain the NXT title against Charlotte. And I understand the whole story with Charlotte to have her be the, you know, break her dad's record 17. It's going to happen at some point, no doubt. Um, And that's why I think that Rhea Ripley here, she's just so over right now and, and people love mommy and, you know, she's Mm -hmm. just wants that revenge on Charlotte. And, um, I, I'm very invested in that one there. I've been a big Rhea Ripley fan since day one. Um, I think she is going to beat Charlotte because it eventually does tell the situation where Charlotte can get back to the title and just add more numbers on her resume. And Charlotte's run uh, this time around as a champion, it's been like a, uh, I don't know, not invested at all. Not a good run here. Uh, no. It seems right? like an afterthought, really. Yeah, it really is, you know? So I think I, I'm very invested in that. And then um, also I, I, I really want to see uh, Cena in Austin Theory. Very excited for that match. Oh, I know. I, I got to say, I was so jealous that I wasn't able to be at that Raw in Boston when Theory and Cena had their little promo exchange because yeah. it was phenomenal watching it on TV. Holy smoke. Cena lit them up. Shameless plug. You know what else is phenomenal too? The interview we had with uh, uh, Austin Theory a couple of days before. Check it out in the archives. Ninety-five of Sports Hub. That's right. Good. That's right. He's my he man. Great. My man. Austin yeah, Theory. Yeah. He's a great guy. Austin yeah. Theory, man. He's. he's a, I mean, he's really had a hell of a turnaround. And honestly, I think that's. I, I personally find it as a credit to Triple H. I think Triple H kind of saw what needed to happen with that character, 
because yep. of, you know, what, what, however it was going on when Vince was in control. I mean, whatever, you know, we don't need to really get into that. But the bottom line here is I think it's been a much more natural progression for Austin Theory's oh, yeah. character work since Triple H kind of took over and just sort of helped sort of form where this guy is going. And he, you can tell that Theory is much more comfortable. Like you can see totally. it when a performer's out there and they're just sort of in the zone. And Theory's there. And this is a great challenge for him with John Cena. And totally. kudos to John Cena for coming back. Well, you know, and I think he's the kind of guy that um, he will gladly put the talent over. He'll put the mm-hmm. talent over. And it's really cool to, you know, even, again, I, 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 I'll plug this again, interviewing Austin Theory last year um, in August 2022, he did say that he looked up to John Cena. That that was his mm-hmm. favorite guy uh, growing up, and he started watching him in Atlanta. So that's a dream come true for him to, you know, fight your hero, I guess, because they'd be in the same ring um, yeah. and maybe have him put you over. That's amazing. So I, I can't see you... Cena winning the title. I just, you know. Right, right. I, I don't think so either. And so I, I, my prediction is that Theory wins this one. And I think yep. it's, it's a statement win for him. And Absolutely. then later on throughout the year, if he's want to start dibble and dabbling with him kind of in the main event kind of scene or having some number one contenders matches, I, then it makes sense because he just beat a legend in John Cena. So now he's got that mark on his he's... record. And that like, this guy's legit. And Austin Theory, Mike, he's only uh, 24, 25 years old. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. And maybe it's the what WWE is trying to tell you, if you really look through the lines here, that this might be the next John Cena. It could be. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Cena, you know, comes back, puts him over. And then, right. of course, Cena, a couple weeks ago, when he was in Boston at the Raw, um, he gives Cody Rhodes the hug right there. So a lot of things being passed down. Like mm-hmm. he's he's essentially he'll retire probably sooner than later. That'll be it. Yeah. Um, you know, he's definitely in the back nine for his wrestling career. Um, but you know, I just think that Austin Theory, that WWE sees a lot of potential in him. They really do. Mm-hmm. Um, started with Vince McMahon with that golden egg, and he he saw right away with the Survivor Series a couple years ago, you know. <laughs> oh my god. You know, right. I, whenever whenever Vince McMahon does something like that, I, I just think of like the curse of Drew McIntyre for all those years when he did that. Oh and my God! That's he, true. Do you remember when he dubbed him? It was just like the, you just you just set so him up bad. to fail. <laughs> just yeah, set this so guy bad. up, like no yeah. pressure or anything. But you're a future champion. It's a rib. <laughs> so. It's a rib. Vince is ribbing him, right? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. But I gotta say, I I've really enjoyed the feel of this uh, this theory and Cena storyline. There's something about it that reminds me of back at uh, WrestleMania 19 when Jericho fought HBK. It was yep. very much that same kind of feel of, this is my mentor, I, you were the reason I became a professional wrestler, and now they get to fight at, at Mania. So it'll be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very excited to see how this goes. Um, and just to be in the same ring right there, it's seen it to get him back. That's pretty damn awesome if you ask me. So those are the two other ones. Um you know, and, and you know, I know you mentioned too, Mike, um, potential other opponents for Roman down the line, but a mm-hmm. guy who's really, I think, skyrocketed big time over the last few months and made the title more uh, relevant is uh, the Intercontinental Title, Gunther. Right? Oh my God! Absolutely. So you got to watch his match here at um, WrestleMania. It's gonna be the Triple Threat with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's so it, it, yeah. It's, it's Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. That's going to be a great matchup. I really, th- I feel like that's sort of like a dark horse to steal the show. Is those Agreed. three? You wouldn't imagine it because it's not tip. It's not a bunch of high flyers here. But I no. think these guys are going to beat the hell out of each other, and it, it's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, you know, Triple H, Gunther is a um, Triple H guy. He's mm-hmm. a Triple H guy, NXT through and through. I mean, before that, he was um, Walter, right? Yep. Um, yep. And I actually was at NXT TakeOver in New York uh, 2019, and it was right before, uh, what was that, 37? Uh, wait a minute, 35, WrestleMania 35. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was when Gargano beat Adam Cole, but 
I, it was a 25-minute match for the United Kingdom Championship. Just a classic match. Walter beat Pete Dunne. And oh. I'm like, who who is this guy? I didn't really know too much about him. But I'm like, I was really invested. And, and sure, he's been, he really got cut up now. Lost the, mm-hmm. the, the baby fat or whatever he had around him there. Uh, but I was really invested in him. And Triple H, is a, that was his guy. And you can see the evolution of him. So... If you if we've seen what he done he's done so far, he's probably going to have himself a good WrestleMania matcher, and that's one you should really watch. Keep an eye on that triple threat one there too. Yeah, definitely. That's that that's sort of a dark horse for me to to steal the show. Uh, yep. Another one that I'm looking forward to, and I know it hasn't been announced yet, but I feel like it's all but Dominic versus Ray. I just want to oh, see that. Yes, I want to see that with a personal stipulation of mine that if he loses, he has to go on A and E sixty days in and actually do time in prison. But I, that's just that's just my own that's just my my own take on this. But yeah, I, I think one of the funniest bits in wrestling right now has been his week to week, just talking about like his afternoon in county jail, and, and yeah, now this yeah, has been yeah. like the biggest issue of his of his life. So uh, yeah, I, I I don't know why Dominic kind of cracks me up. I think he's a he's he gets a ton of heat. So I think he he's been really great for the Judgment Day. Well. The fa- exactly, and and the fact that you know turned on his dad and um, yeah. gave him the low blow there, an edge to at the mm-hmm. uh, cl- that Clash of Castle pay per view is proving to be you know a huge game changer for where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that right there, but I look at it um, where you know this, Mike. I mean, that's Rey Mysterio's son. He's going to mm-hmm. put his kid over. He's going to put him over. And and I think that I wouldn't be surprised if they make that a um, retirement match stipulation. Yeah. That might be I it. could see that. I could see. Right, I mean, but, he's going in the Hall of Fame this year anyway, so it just yeah, feels, Yeah, go in the right. Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and you know what? He, he's just doing it to put his son over, and, and I think that's the best thing to do it and uh, best way to do it and, and probably the biggest honor he could ever have too. Right, you know? Absolutely. I mean, what so, a moment between those two! They were already able to be tag champions at one point, and, and yeah, I think this is this is a. I think it's going to be sort of a tender moment, quite honestly. Definitely, will. E- even with everything that Dominic's been doing, I think at the end of the day, absolutely might, might have some teary eyes in in the building that night. Oh yeah, no doubt, yeah. no doubt, yeah, yeah. Six one nine. I know. So, yeah. all right, last thing I want to bring up about this card. Oh, please. Uh, yeah, I think it's amazing that Lita and Trish are going to be on a card. In 2023 at WrestleMania. Know, right? That's phenomenal. Right? That's phenomenal it, to me. It really is. It really is. Um, yeah, here they were. When you look at uh, 25 years ago, Braun panties matches, right? And the, the women's elevation where it's come to this far here uh, in WWE and, and to you know even showcase uh, mm-hmm. main events. Lita and Trish were at the forefront there. Like I know, you know, they're, they're great looking women, but they weren't in that category to, I guess you could say, uh, be in the bra and panties matches. They should have had their own mm-hmm. matches. They should have had their own WrestleMania moments. And this is, I think what they're getting repaid for, for kind of paving the way, if you will, for the Becky Lynch's, for the Charlotte's, for the Bianca Belair's, for the Oscars, all that stuff right there. I mean, hell, China, we know about her, no doubt about oh, that. But, yeah. you know, she's no longer with us, as we know. But mm-hmm. those two right here, they're they're right at the forefront as well um, to have that athleticism and to uh, showcase their wrestling talent in the ring too and um i'm happy for him to get their wrestlemania moment right here been pretty good yeah and yeah and two great, great people too yeah the the couple interactions i had with them just very very nice people oh total de- totally deserving I, I i think i've seen you know jr is very excited about all this you know even though he's working for aw i think he's he's just pumped to see that they're in a wrestlemania match i think it's awesome 100 100 you know? yeah well he signed them both right yeah yeah he's got that special yep. place in his heart for those the, his old signees, so it's really cool to see that. Um, Absolutely. You know what? F- there's a match that keeps like I feel as though it's just gotten lost in the shuffle. But Bianca Belair versus Oscar on paper seems like it's going to be a barn burner. But there's been like not a great story leading up to this for some reason. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I'm with you too. I, I you took the words out of my mouth there, Mike. I really have no big investment on this one here, and and it's 
crazy because two years ago, Bianca Belair closes out night one of WrestleMania with Sasha mm-hmm. Banks, first ever uh, women's main event for WrestleMania, which is awesome. Um, and Bianca Belair is a true babyface, as we know, thrown through mm-hmm. in the company, WWE, the way she's come up and so forth. But I, I don't really, I'm with you. I, I've no real sizzle in the steak on this one for me. Um, I just, yeah, not, something's not clicking on this one. So, I mean, with all due respect, if you're going to be at WrestleMania, um, this might be the match to go up to the restroom or the concession stand. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm we'll hopefully see. I'm proven wrong. I know, I know. If it was up to me, Oscar would have been just straight heel. Like when she came back at the Rumble, I thought she was going to sort of assume the persona that she had in Japan, and people were all up in arms about it. And it's just been now we're going to push her as a face, and it's like yeah. face versus face kind of thing, and it's just not really working for me. But exactly, uh, let's see. We'll see what happens at the show. But I, I, I hope it's a good match. I, I think they both have the capacity for it. Absolutely. So. They do. They definitely do. Bianca Belair is awesome. She's got a huge fan base and she's a great, great in-ring performer. Um, true woman's champ. And like I said, a true baby face here on out uh, from the start to finish in WWE. It's really been amazing how I, I don't think she's ever been a heel, right? No, I don't think so Never. either. No, she was Never. sort of down. I mean, maybe down in NXT, but even then, I think kind of quickly turned. So, yeah. Yep. So, so, all right. I feel like we've covered a lot of the matches here. Is there any is any that we forgot about that that you're you're finding yourself drawn to, or that you want to make sure we give some shed a, a, a light on? You know what? Um, don't rule out Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. That could be a good yeah. one. Um, yep. you know, Seth Rollins. I think anything he touches is just funny. He's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he's he's done everything asked of him, and um. Something interesting could happen here on this one, Logan Paul, with the social media stuff. Um, yeah. You know, maybe he does like a live uh, Instagram or something for the on the match or anything, and just to generate that there. Just I, I don't know, it'll lose some sort of curve, I think. But mm-hmm. um, that, that's just I, I like Seth Rollins. I think he's been really funny with this. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Omos. That's just Vince's way. Well. Back in the day, like, oh, those are the, the guys going through the airport, yeah. you know, and, and just huge Omos. Uh, but, you know, I think in the end, and, and you and I know, I think Brock Lesnar is just there for the payday, right? He's so, absolutely just there. Yeah, yeah, he'll do whatever whatever is necessary, right? Right. I, I think he's he's smiling and having a good time now, but he is just there cashing a check at the end yeah, of the day. Which, hey, it. you know what? Your approach is your approach to this business, but. You know, hopefully it doesn't go the way of his match with Dean Ambrose a couple right. years ago. So, oh, that's and, terrible. And there's some actual, like, I don't know, investment into this match for, on him, on his part. We'll see. Right, right. And you know what? Um, anytime you can get a Hell in a Cell, I'm all for that, too. I like Hell in a Cell. So give me Edge on yeah. that one. I think it's going to yeah, be Finn Balor. That's, that'll be good. I love Finn Balor, so I'm, I'm happy for him that he finally gets, like, a really prominent program in a singles match. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be good. Very excited. So how about you? What, what what match are you most excited for? I know uh, uh, we talked Cody and Roman to an extent. You know, honestly, for me, I I do think my own personally, it's it's Edge and Finn Balor. I love. I mean, really? I think Edge Edge has done great since he's come back and and he's really recovered since the whole Judgment Day thing, like kind of fiasco. Yep. So I think it's been it's been really good for him. Uh, and like I said, I've always, I've been a Finn Balor guy since the very beginning, since since he was over in Japan, and then he came over to NXT. Yep. And and just like the lackluster runs he's had on the main roster in the past, but this this time it's, he's finally found his footing, and you can see the guy is comfortable. So I'm just so happy to see him in that place. And he again, he's a Triple H guy, so he's finally getting that that chance to shine the way he sort of deserves it because he's sort of at the tail end too. He's in his 40s at this point. I, I can't yeah. see him doing it much longer, as in phenomenal shape as he is. I do think that it's really been great for Finn Balor to shine. And I'm looking yeah. forward oh, yeah. to this match. I think it's going to be really good. As yeah, well as yeah. the, the triple threat match. I just think yeah. those guys are so hard hitting. And I think it means a lot, like you were saying, for the Intercontinental title. Because you have two guys in Sheamus and Drew, former champions in their own right. And have also been booked pretty strongly in general, even without a title in the last couple of years. So I think that adds to the prominence of this. Where in the past... This might have been kind of a throwaway, like or maybe a ladder match or something, where it's just it's kind of just there for the thrills and the spots. 
and yep. not necessarily for, oh, this means a lot. These are three guys that could be a champion in the next year. Right, right. Definitely, definitely. And um, again, the whole evolution here of the Triple H footprint, if you will, on the mm-hmm. future WWE, it's really taken shape now. And, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Those are the guys, I think, who he sees and what he sees for the future here. Um, because, uh, you know, essentially with the, the Gunther, the Austin Theory, um, and even, like I mentioned before, too, the split of the titles, Roman, Cody, if it's going to be split, uh, if you can do that, and if it doesn't yeah. happen in WrestleMania, it will happen eventually. Um so it's gonna be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Two nights, though, Mike. I, Two nights. I don't, you know, I, are you I ready? Know. Are you going? You're you're going to both nights. Attending both nights. Yes, attending both nights. Now, last year I was only at night two in Dallas, um, and this was the. Uh, Oh, but second go around last year with fans for two nights, as we know, mm-hmm. I, I still, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I like the kind of like the one night, um, a little more if you can yeah. cut it down, but I get it. They want to get everyone on the card and it's not all drawn out because one night and like 15 matches, it's a long time, right? Yeah. And- that is a marathon. Yeah, and I just remember the one in New York, WrestleMania 35, 2019, the women's main event went on at midnight. I, that's That crowd is exhausted. It's so hard to like, get up for that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, way too much. It sucked the air out of you, way too much. Big so, time, big time. Yeah. Well, I did yes. hear that Triple H is wanting to start condensing the WrestleManias, but as I'm looking at the card right now, I'm like, well, there's still going to be about seven matches apiece per night. So. Seven. Yeah, seven yeah. apiece, but it's a little. Uh, you you can they've trimmed the fat a little bit, which is good. You know, yeah. so no no battle royals, any of that. Yeah, like right. I, I, as much as I, I I get why they want to keep everybody on the card, but I, I mean you're kind of watering down the WrestleMania moment. Well, stuff that's like that. exactly it. Yes, that's exactly it. You look at the old WrestleManias. I mean, they had five six matches at most, and yeah, it just. You, 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 that's exactly it. You want to have that last yeah. moment. I mean, back in the day, it was Hogan must pose. We know that um, <laughs> right. for, for the end. But still, though, you want to have the big moment that you remember and not like, oh, that happened there? Wait a minute. What happened? It's, yeah. You know? Yeah. So things along those lines there. Well, let, let's uh, let's get into a couple of questions here. Some of your favorites. Yeah. Right? You know, we were kind of discussing this before we started uh, recording today. But yeah. You know, what's, in what's your uh, what's your favorite celebrity appearance? You know, we're gonna have Logan Paul on here, and and I'm sure there'll be some surprises in the crowd because it's gonna be in Hollywood. We're gonna have some actors there. You know, what? Who who do you find to be some of your favorite celebrity appearances at Mania? Oh man, I will always go back to the one uh, here in Boston, WrestleMania 14, and uh, this was before the Red Sox broke the curse, and Pete Rose comes out. And he is the ring announcer for Kane and the Undertaker's yeah. match. Gets on, and I was there for that Mania 14. And yeah. um, Pete Rose, and I was with my dad and um, my younger brother, too. My dad was like so pumped up to see Pete Rose. He actually gave him a big standing ovation and all that. Uh. And, you know, and, and he's like, should be in the Hall of Fame, you know, and big, big believer in that. So Rose gets on the microphone and just starts getting heat right away, you know. Curse of the Bambino, the how's yeah. Bill Buckner doing? And just everyone is throwing heat on him. And next thing you know, Kane comes out, gives him the tombstone, and the place just roars, absolutely erupted cheering. So I love that one. That was great. Um, obviously, Mike Tyson being there mm-hmm. for the, the Austin oh, era, right? Um, Amazing. I, yeah, I, I think the greatest celebrity match of all time though was a couple of years ago with um bad bunny um oh my mania. god he was phenomenal wasn't he R- right <laughs> that match um at mania 37 you know yeah um and um he bunny and damian priest and the miz they were all right there um i i thought he was really really good did a, in, a really really good match so mm-hmm. i uh, you know yeah, for in-ring performances, but those are my favorite. That's my favorite celebrity one, with the Pete Rose and the Can. I I always <laughs> love that. You know, 
It was such a good. It, it, I liked how they had like a running gag. It was like three years in a row where just Pete Rose would like find his way into WrestleMania and Kane would yep. just tombstone him. You know. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about yours? What was your favorite? Uh, I so I, I was gonna say Pete Rose, but so that he is up there. But um, I this might not be a popular one, but I actually really liked Floyd Mayweather's involvement. I thought you he, did. It was, I dude, I'm. I don't. I know that it's not a popular opinion, but I was like, he got a lot of heat, and I think that's. Yeah. I think that's what I'm about. It's like, well, it's gonna get people get people's eyes on the product because they hate him. So he yeah. him just being involved in any way, I thought like was really great. Um, but I think I think was it after last year, Johnny Knoxville. Dude. Johnny Knoxville was, oh my god, as a celebrity yeah. match, yeah, phenomenal. He, yeah. I, I mean, it was exactly what it needed to be him and Sammy's match. And you know what? He just like bought in. He was a guy that wasn't afraid to get thrown around. And I know I've seen some other celebrities like, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman had a great little uh, thing one time on Raw. But, you know, like as far as like being on like that kind of a stage, WrestleMania and Johnny Knoxville just like, sure, I'm going to get tossed around and it's fine. I can do this. You know, yeah. I yeah, thought no, it was I, I thought it was a it was a nice, fun match, you know. So for me, yeah. that, those are some of my favorites. Yeah, no, I got you. There's some good ones. You know what else, too? I was watching uh, WrestleMania 10 the other day, just uh, poking around mm. on that. Um, Burt Reynolds, he was a uh, yeah. ring announcer for the uh, Yokozuna Bret Hart match. Also, uh, Donnie Wahlberg, uh, New Kids on the Block, he was the ring announcer for uh, Yoko and Lex Luger, the the first match there. Oh, the yeah. Night. You know, and then, of course, you go back to WrestleMania 7. Uh, Regis Philbin was there. He uh, there was a cool moment where he interviewed the Undertaker and mm. uh, Paul Bearer and the Undertaker. They're measuring him like <laughs> it's, it's like they're funny. measuring for a casket. It's so exactly, good. yeah. So that was pretty funny. Um, Alex Trebek was at that one too. I saw um, some good ones over the years. They, they always try to have the celebrities, and uh, it's you know Hollywood. I think they'll they'll probably throw do whatever they can to get their weight around on that one uh for this what this time around here but andy kaufman the lady andy kaufman's going into oh, the hall of fame right that's gonna be re- that's really cool like that guy that was deserving that's very deserving yeah. in my view yeah posthumously of course but mm-hmm. you know that'd be uh but yeah th- things along those lines here they'll, they'll do something good with hollywood but some good celebrities over the years vince's uh pulled them out of his sleeve on that one yeah and so the the next question I have for you this will be our, our this will be our last one we'll follow, we'll finalize with this yeah it's, it's yeah, usually yeah. the hardest one overall favorite mania I mean uh, I am gonna I be know. biased because of fourteen I I, I I do admit that the yeah. you know it may not have been the best show but it may have been the most significant WrestleMania fourteen like mm-hmm. you know you look at Stone Cold Steve Austin you look at the Rock. Uh, where just a day after he turned, well, he became the leader of the nation of domination. They, yeah. uh, they tease that. And then he was off to the races. Not that he wasn't, but he was really, that solidified him. He was champion later that year, the rock 98, um, mm-hmm. you know, triple H in, in becoming the new leader of DX after Sean got hurt. Um, Austin McMahon, that's where right there. It all began undertaker and Kane still continued there storyline um some really good stuff i mean foley was the uh cactus jack but he went back to mankind a couple of months later mm-hmm. and got thrown off the hell in the cell so just right. like you had so much there at 98 where you carried some stories for the next three four years and mm-hmm. um you know I, whoever had the line initially uh hogan made vince a millionaire austin made him a billionaire and it's yeah. just really how it was. Like it's, I, I, I love that one. Um, I, I also, um, I'm a sucker for WrestleMania 10 because mm, like so good, that, right? You, you like that one too? Yeah, I, I, I used to own the VHS of it. I would watch it over and over again. So yeah, yeah. It's just like I'm a sucker for it because kayfabe was so alive. Um. It was after Survivor Series here in Boston, 93, and I know it was kind of like a, that was not a good show, but that was where uh, Owen Hart turned on Brett, and then we got the Owen-Brett match, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. At at Mania 10, Brett wins the title that, that night. Luger, I thought he had a shot. Vince never saw it. Um, yeah. 
You know, I, I don't know. Someone made the reference to me not too long ago that Cody Rhodes might be the new Lex Express. I'm like, oh, come on, please. You know, <laughs> not I, even I, – I don't see that at all. I don't yeah, see that uh, at all. But, yeah, they, they but, just don't like Cody. That's that's their yeah, problem. that's what that you is. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the person will go unnamed. Um, but, you know, Mania 10, though, I, I really like that a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, those are probably 14 and 10. How about you? you have a, what's your favorite one? Well, well, first I want to say I think I think Big Vito, if he was here today, he would agree with you because he was also at WrestleMania 14. So I know yep. how much that means to him. So shout out to Vito. I know I, I know you can't be here today, but we are with you. We are with you. We're we with you, you, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, I, I by the way, you, you eloquently put that the meaning of WrestleMania 14 about the show, and then it really sort of set up the rest of the year and sort of how yep. significant it was. So I appreciate that. For me. I, I got to say, is WrestleMania 17. I always come back to that one because yeah. it was, it, it was, this is sort of a little bit of the opposite where I felt like from top to bottom, that card had everything you needed. It covered it all the bases. I, I mean, you even had a really fun, hardcore triple threat. Raven, Kane, and Big Show, like they just kind of tossed each other all around. It was kind of short and sweet, but exactly what it needed to be. They got the, the Titantron involved. And by the way, that Titantron, holy cow. That was the first awesome. time I had seen something yeah. that massive. And it was like the big design and everything. And like, I remember playing the video games later on just so that I could play at the WrestleMania stage. It was awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, obviously. So, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, no, I, I know where you're going to get to. Go ahead. Finish it out. I know where you're going to get to. The seven. You know what I'm going to get to? Like the, the, yeah. the Probably the best promo package of all time is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Limp Biscuit uh, with yep. for, for the main event of Rock and Austin, which. You know, th- that's just the, probably their best match that they've had at WrestleMania. Um, yep. But there's so many other ones on there, too. I mean, you know, uh, what do we, have? we have that Undertaker and Triple H, like, really just stole the show. And, you, and I mean, yeah. it's kind and of a match was DLC, too. Yeah, yeah and, and that match was not supposed to be on the card. Undertaker, Triple H, it was a last-minute throw-in because they they said, uh, wait, we got to get the Undertaker in the card, and they finally did. And it's like, just a last-minute throw-in. It was crazy. So much that happened there. What a last minute, you know? right? The, the only thing with Mania 17, to your point, I mean, I liked it. That The problem is that finish, Stone Cold oh, turning I know. It's like I know. ultimate, and that's why I have a problem with that being the greatest Mania of all time. People say, uh-huh. and I, I, it, it was so good, everything. Why the hell are you doing that? And, and I know, listen to JR, he said it, yeah. that, you know, Austin wanted to go heel and Vince said, we owe it to him. We owe it to him. And they mm-hmm. did. It just, and I think he did say it, it's a major regret, his regret in his career doing that. So that's why I have a problem with Mania 17 as the greatest of all time. And people go yeah. off of that. I'm like, no, I don't know. It's the way it ended. It's like, what the hell is, what is this? You know, yeah, everyone it- confused. It shouldn't have happened that way. And, and and even Austin's gone on record now and said, you know, I was just feeling stale. I was worried. And so I thought I needed to change this yep. up. Really, he shouldn't have done that at all. He should have had, I think he, he brought it up. And this actually would have been a nice ending where he actually has Vince help him win. And then he stuns him and then just leaves yes. him. So which actually would have been very on brand for Austin at the time. Like, okay, sure. Thank, thanks for helping that- me out, but I'm going to stun you anyway. That would have been, I think he wanted to be like the uh, WWE's version of um, the NWO with Hulk Hogan, you know, mm-hmm. and you can't always duplicate things like that. And that, that's just how I thought, you know, with the heel thing there, it just, it didn't, didn't work. And then, you know, that same year is when WWE bought WCW, the invasion, Austin, yeah. you know, came back to WWF and then he goes to WCW. It's like, what, what are we doing here? What's going on? So I don't know. They, yeah. they were just so hot. And then it's like you, you you get out of the left lane and you go all the way to the granny lane on the right lane. What are we doing, mm-hmm. guys? You know. So that's why I I don't know. The emotions are really high, and then all that happened there on seventeen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad the year after we had the moment with the Rock and Hogan and Toronto. Oh, that was fun. Right? That oh. was really cool. You know, and then um, it, the year after Austin loses to the rock his retirement match, if you will, 19, mm-hmm. but yeah, just, uh, those are some good ones over the years. Definitely. I mean, even go back to the mega powers exploding WrestleMania five, uh, yep. Hogan slams Andre, the giant 
Macho Man Ricky Steamboat at Mania 3. Some dude, great, you, great moments, dude. Yeah. At WrestleMania 4, I loved because it was the tournament. I don't know why, but you I was like a yeah. sucker for a good tournament. And, and See, like, yeah. that, that's why I'm happy with King of the Ring coming back, too, because I just liked a good tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets a little motivation to it. Um, yeah, it, and then the yeah the million dollar man in the championship match, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he was awesome. Oh yeah, he was great. Yeah, so great some good time. WrestleManias over the years, no doubts. And uh, yeah, it, it's we'll see what happens here. And I hope Cody wins. I hope he does. But you have to have that caveat there, Mike. There that WWE might just protect their guy. So yeah. I, I think I think there's nothing else we can say there. We're, that's a great great ending statement for it. So we'll see go. what happens uh, in about, right about a week's time. So it's crazy. We'll see. I know. So Mike, I know I know we're coming up against it, but uh, you know any any other final thoughts uh, about you know your your trip to Mania? You're going to be there. Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, and and so- then. Um, Tell, tell the listeners what you're up to and where they can find you. Too, sure. I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to, Re- you've been to WrestleMania? You were in New York, right? Yeah. I've been to two. I, I was at the one, I was at 29 at MetLife. Okay. And then I think it was 34. It was the second time they were in New Orleans. We were. Oh, I was okay. I was at that one too. Yeah. New Orleans. Oh, nice, awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That was like, we may have been sitting near each other. <laughs> um, I actually liked that WrestleMania a lot. 34. I love that one. Yeah. That was uh, good. Yeah, yeah, and actually, and also selfishly enough, like you had there with the uh, the Rock, his last match that was Undertaker's last in ring match in front of a crowd. So I didn't even realize that, but you're right, John, John Cena. We were there for that. Okay, we were there for it. We were there. Yeah, yeah, we accepted the challenge. So and absolutely squashed Cena, but Cena wanted to put him <laughs> over. That's the kind of guy he was That's, because uh, yeah. the year, year before he loses to Roman Reigns, which was a terrible match to close oh, out the show. Just awful, know. you know. Um, but I, um, so there is a thing at WrestleMania weekend called uh, WrestleCon. You ever hear of that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So did you go to it when you were in New Orleans, WrestleCon? No, no, we didn't get to go. Okay. All right. So I'm staying at the, I'm very excited, um, where WrestleCon is going to be in Los Angeles. Um, it's, it's near the same hotel where it's going to be held. And, um, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to, meet a few of the the old timers there in the past and you know no longer performing but you know austin goldberg i met them through it uh kurt angle but this year on my my list um and i met him a couple of years ago um at uh sports world in saugus with actually the late scott hall at the time too it was Mm -hmm. kevin nash so i'm really excited to see nash and i also found out the other day that both members of the bushwhackers are going to be there because no typically way. it's yeah and, and and typically like it's only just butch that travels luke didn't yeah. really travel too much so it's going to be uh butch and luke both of the bushwhackers very excited for that um and uh i've also i i didn't meet him a few years ago but i really want to get uh, arn anderson uh mm-hmm. wanted to do the four with him right there um and pretty sad enough to like ironically enough and sad very sad for both situations um Arn just lost his son last week 30 right and kevin nash yeah. lost his son this year too it's so awful. yeah and they're both on my you know guys to meet and sad mm-hmm. enough that they have to they went through that which is terrible so i can't even fathom um what they're going through but just very sad so uh wrestlecon uh long story short that's happening over the course of the uh two three day uh window there and we'll probably be a tourist. We'll probably go down to the, the Hollywood sign. We'll go down to uh, Hollywood Sunset Boulevard, uh, go down to the uh, uh, the Grogman's Chinese Theater and, you know, check out the mm-hmm. stars down there and, and all that stuff and have some fun. Um, but we're out of there Monday, so I'm not staying for the Raw after. Hitting the road. Back to Boston after Okay. That, so. All right. All right. But but I'm excited. It'll be good. And 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 for those uh, – and, and, again, thank you very much for having me on here, Mike. It's been a lot of fun talking yeah, wrestling with you. yeah. I really appreciate so, it. And so great to have you on, Mike. I'm really glad, no. grateful that you were, uh, you were no. able to, to get the scheduling all, all set no. up here. So, you know, just a quick backstory for this, for people that are listening and, and for, uh, with Mike here, um, I met Mike and his buddy Vito and, and, uh, mango, uh, at a, uh, fundraiser for my girlfriend's brother 
uh, back uh, about a month ago, and they asked me to come on the show, and I was like, hell yeah, let's do this, and just so pumped to do it. But it's just Mike today, so everyone else bailed out. I guess they were scared of us, huh? Uh, I think they were. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk trash to them, you know? <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, um, and I really appreciate you having me on. And and like you said, um, you can uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. The handle is at Sarjani5, occasionally on the Sports Hub. Check it out whenever you can. Um, and then, um, if you're ever at Gillette stadium for a, uh, Pats or Revs game coming in, please, uh, drop a line, say hello. Maybe we can try to meet up before or something, but, uh, just listen carefully there. Every, uh, home game, uh, for both of them there, we're in full revolution season right now. Uh, just started a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, if you ever want me for your own voiceover, uh, can also host private events, please, uh, uh, consider me for that. Uh, email sargesports at gmail.com. Sargesports at gmail.com. Boom. There you go. Mike drop. Awesome. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, Mike, I really appreciate you being on here. It was so great to have you. And you know what? We're going to have to have you back on at some point. You know, I'd be honored. Once we get Vito back in here, maybe we'll get Mango into. We'll have a party here. We could talk about WrestleMania. Maybe we could do something towards SummerSlam season. We'll figure this out for sure. So we're, we're going to have you back on. You're the man, so, Cash. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank you. And Enjoy. Thank happy you. WrestleMania. Happy WrestleMania season. Thank you. Yes. So I want to say thank you to everybody for listening today. Now, just to, to be on the lookout, guys, because we also have another episode coming your way a little bit later this week, probably next week. Uh, it's actually our first three-peat guest, WrestleVille's Vinny Berry, will be on to talk about his new book, The Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 2. So keep an eye on those podcast feeds, folks, because we got some good stuff coming your way. Once again, thank you to Mike for being on. Uh, but until then, enjoy your WrestleMania season and keep on strutting, jabronis. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.